Hello, this is Julie Ann. Welcome to the podcast show Life with Collective Purpose, about you discovering your higher purpose in life and answering the call for a shared collective healing of the world. Be inspired by our guests that reveal how they made the shift from the individual life purpose to a collective purpose to serve all. If you resonate with the guests of this show, you will be inspired to shift to a life with collective purpose and to answer the call to join our container of bright lights that will shine on the new world. I am a book publisher that has helped over 300 authors to unlock their gift and purpose by sharing their knowledge and wisdom in a book. Many of these thought leaders are now recognizing this transition from the I to the we and their call to be of service. If you need some inspiration to look at your life and understand how you too can make this shift, listen in to our show every week. Join our family as we share our stories and make connections that will help you to live a life with a collective purpose. Hello, this is Julie Ann and Life with Collective Purpose. And my guest today is Heather Hester. And I am so, so excited to be talking to Heather. Um, she has a wonderful podcast that is called Just Breathe, Parenting Your LGBTQ teens. Um, that has been established for two years and it is full of an amazing, amazing conversations and information. She also has a Facebook group, which is the same name, Just Breathe. And her website is chrysalismama.com. And uh, this topic is, is so dear to my heart. And I love that we're having this juicy, juicy conversation. So welcome, Heather. Thank you so much, Julianne. I am so excited to be here and to have this conversation with you because we have we have already spoken several times and oh my goodness, just connected and have all of these amazing things to talk about. So I'm delighted to be here. Thank you for inviting me. I'm so happy to have you here. So um, first of all, just so that everybody else can catch up on the conversation that you and I have been having, yes. um, tell us how you came to create this podcast and the Facebook group. Tell us about your children. Give us, give us a quick summary. Okay. <laughs> quick summary. Hmm. Mm. Yes. <laughs> hmm. Um, so I came upon doing this um, about five years ago, my oldest son, I have four kids, and my oldest who he was 16 at the time, he came out as gay to us. And we had no idea. We were completely blindsided by the news. And um, not upset in the fact that he was gay, upset because we had no idea what to do. And we didn't have any friends or family that were gay that we could ask questions of. Right. And both my husband and specifically myself, I grew up in a very, very conservative Christian family. And so you know, I couldn't go to any family members because that was one of my first thoughts was, 
oh my gosh, is, is, is Connor going to hell? And I was so terrified by this. Right. right. And so there are all these questions that were just, you know, whoosh. and of course, you know, I had three younger siblings. So his, you know, his younger siblings were say 14, 12 and 10 at the time. And, um, so there was this whole dance of how much could they know? How much did he want them to know? And we went through over the course of about eight or 10 months, he went from being this kid who was very typical oldest child. He was an overachiever. He was, you know, kind of like the camp counselor, you know, he took care of the little kids. He was, you know, just an athlete. He was high achieving academically, all these things, check, 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 check. Right. In about eight to 10 months, like literally the wheels fell off the bus in every possible way. He became extremely depressed. He had such incredible self-loathing. And we got to the point where it was terrifying. And I knew that there was stuff going on. And I couldn't quite figure it out. And I had never had to be in the position of, you know, looking through his things, right? But I, and, you know, we ended up figuring out that some really, really dangerous behaviors were going on. So what ultimately ended up happening, um, because this is not a quick summary, and I apologize, um, is that <laughs> we... Um, and he needed to go away. We had to send him away because he was no longer safe here wow. um, in our community. And so he, we, he went away for eight months. He was in a uh, first of very intensive therapeutic residential facility. Mm -hmm. And then he moved into a therapeutic boarding school. And so the reason I share all of that with you is because it was such a whirlwind of going from one extreme to another. Right. And the learning curve was so steep that we were, my husband and I were just working as fast as we could to try to figure out information. And we had no idea who to talk to, where wow. to find this information, what yeah. is accurate, who's safe to talk to, who's mm. safe for my, you know, for Connor to be around, let alone my other kids to be around. And so that is how I came to create all of this is because right. we, the over, like the isolation that we felt and the, um, we were just so scared all the time and so wow. worried all the time. And I mean, we, we crossed the gamut of not only did he have self-loathing because of his sexual orientation, he had extreme mental health struggles. He wow. had substance use problems. I mean, mm. he, he checked, we're talking about all the checking of all the boxes, right? Right. So we, you know, I created all of this because I didn't want any other family to go through what we did. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Wow. And I mean, isn't that, that's, that is just amazing that you came to that conclusion oh my goodness you know i'm not alone there are plenty of parents that are experiencing you know this lack of connection who can i talk to about this what how can i how can i get information so that i know 
you know, what advice I can give my son. And okay, so as a parent, I really understand now why you would want to create a community so that you actually have somewhere to talk about this, get some advice, um, and actually connect with other people. So what has been your experience so far um, in creating that? Because you've had the podcast now for uh, two years. So you must have been interviewing quite a few people. So what have you been observing and what have you found out since then? Well, it has been, it has been so much fun. And I am, um, I think I'm on it just on a regular basis. So like overcome by what other people have gone through or are going through or kindness or just all of these you know, beautiful pieces of humanity. And, um, you know, when I, when I started the podcast, I'd only had the website for about a year and, and I really was looking at it as, you know, just a resource site. Right. And, and I thought, well, there's, there's gotta be a really good way to connect with other people. Right. Because not everybody, I love organizations like P flag and, um, there's, you know, there's a lot of community organizations that are lovely and wonderful, but not everybody's comfortable in that type of setting, right? Yes. Because this is such a very personal, sensitive topic. Yes. And so like there needs to be something that people can just listen to and then kind of participate as they would like, right? Yes. So that is, I just jumped in and I had honestly I had no idea what I was doing. And I, you know, now I look back and I think, oh my goodness, wow. Um but I have been able to, I have met so many amazing, amazing people, yourself included, that have just, I have learned so much from, and, and I feel so, you know, blessed that my community then gets to learn all of this. And so it's just been lovely and wonderful. And I'm just grateful for it. So, so very much. And I, and I think that, um, you know, the number one thing is that, um, you have created a community where parents, um, can, can just talk and communicate. And as you said, or just listen, just so that they, you know, don't feel alone, so that they feel um, like they have more information to know how to parent best for their child. And I know that you and I started a, we've had so many interesting conversations already, yeah. but, um, you know, I was talking to you, you know, myself about, about my experience because um, my, my new partner is bi and I'd never had the, um, that experience uh, before and, uh, right. you know, pl the play of the masculine and the feminine. And I've been having so many conversations with him um, about, um, you know, the balance of the masculine and feminine. And one thing that we had talked about was this, you know, this new, the new evolution um, of, of the human being, the new evolution of, you know, what does it mean to be masculine or to be feminine, um, you know, and, and, and what are the implications of that? And some of the research that, um, you know, I've been doing just personally, because I'm really interested in the topic, yeah, um, is that, you know, if when you go back in time, when you go back, you know, as far as you can go in history, you know, that that 
identifying as a male or identifying as a female did not have the same black and white lines as it does today, right? right? You know, when you mm-hmm. think about the Greek gods and goddesses and, you know, like some of the historical um, uh, roles of male and female, um, it did not have this same, you know, we as human beings, we seem to have evolved to a very black and white world. And of course, we are totally surrounded by the media and our peers and teachers and employees and advertising, you know, this is what it means to be a beautiful woman. This is what it means to be a handsome man. This is, you know, we're surrounded by every day, right? So how, so our children must be so confused when they're receiving all of these outside messages, but internally they're evolving in a different way to the way that we evolved even. Oh, absolutely. They are. I think just a couple interesting things about what you said. Um, It just, as you were saying that I'm thinking, you know, I wonder, and I'm just kind of wondering aloud about this, but because of all of these external, right? Historically, there was not all of this external noise, right? Exactly. There wasn't all of this media and social media and yes. influencers and celebrities and all this stuff that have, are, are very binary in the way that things are presented, right? Yes. It's this or this, yes. whatever it is, right? There's yes. no gray. It wasn't like that uh, up until the, what, past 100 years, maybe? Mm-hmm. Yes. And so... I think that this this has been a um, a way to control, right? Because our yeah. brains need to like control something, so yes. they con- it controls all of this what they what it can't understand by creating these boxes. Yes, right. Yes. And so you know the conversation that you and I had previously, which I actually shared with my daughter and my son because I thought it was it was so profound, is the. Um, observation that this generation, my kids' generation, um, are so much more, even though there is all this stuff coming at them, they are also so much more connected to themselves than we were at that age. Yes. And are in many cases, and, you know, our work, yours and mine, is to um, expand that, um, Mm -hmm. you know, allowing people to have that space, right. To connect with who they are. And so because they're able to do that, they they don't have to go through, you know, I don't know about you, but I, there are things where I'll make, you know, the same mistake seemingly like over and over, but in different ways, because I have, there's some lesson I have to learn. Right. Right. And I finally learn it. And it takes me like 20 years. Our (laughs) kids can do it once and they get the lesson because they're so much more connected and they're like, oh, yes. okay, next. Yes. So when we look at them and we think, wow, their emotional maturity is like their emotional IQs are through the roof. Yes. Right. That's why. Yes. I think. Yeah. Well, <laughs> In my it, humble opinion. <laughs> it makes, it makes perfect sense to me. I mean, uh, you know, in my conversations with Vicente, I know you know, he's, he's just been very like matter of fact, it's just like, well, uh, I unconditionally love humans. So it's all about the person. So 
why would it matter if I connect with this person and he's a male or I connect with this person and she's a female or if I connect with this person and she's a transvestite or she, whatever, or she's got no legs or she's, you know, autistic or whatever, whatever it is. Right. It's like, there is no, there's no black and white. As you say, there, the emotional intelligence, the emotional connection to who they are is not bound in the way that it was bound in our childhood. Um, where right. it was very black and white. I mean, my dad was was so, you know, he he was he was very black and white about you know the role the role of the man oh. in the house. You know, I'm the man of the house. You listen to me. I'm <laughs> yes. the man of the house, right? Like, oh was- my goodness, yes. <laughs> Uh huh. Oh, I, you know, I will, this, that just made me think a very funny story. Just very recently, my father, who was turning 88 next week, I was having a conversation with him. He had, he'd called because he thought my husband would really love to go on this really cool trip to Antarctica with his, with this business group he's part of, right? These guys travel all the time. And my bat, my dad has traveled the world. He loves to travel. And, and I was like, oh, this sounds fantastic. Yeah, that would be so much fun. I would love to do that. And he was like, oh, no, no, you need to stay home and take care of the children. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay, dad. Yep. But that's just to your mm-hmm. point. Yes. That's how their brains work. Yes. And then the media feeds that. So even Correct. today, we are getting that, like even in the movies, in soap operas, in the news, you know, in, in fashion trends, in like absolutely everything that we're being bombarded with tells us this is what the macho man, this is what the sexy, you know, male image looks like and what he should wear and what he should drive and what job he should be doing and how he treats his women, blah, blah, blah. Right. 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 And then still the woman is still like still pigeonholed in a very similar way. Um, and you know, she's got to find the man to save her, you know, Prince Charming still exists, you know, even kids movies. When you look at kids movies and Disney movies, it's all orientated around the hero, the hero's journey. And the hero's journey is nearly always a man, right? (laughs) Yes. Uh Yes. Oh my goodness. Um, isn't it amazing? I mean, because all of those things are quite subtle if you think about it. Yes. Right. Um, and it's such subtle messaging, but it is subtle messaging that, you know, we received a thousand times a day when we were kids, right? Our kids are receiving tens of thousands of times a day because of social media, because of, you know, just because of what they, the way that they communicate with the world. Right. And so no wonder there is this kind of, you know, what I've noticed, I mean, there's, there's this struggle, I mean, Mm -hmm. a very clear struggle. And I believe the struggle exists because our kids are breaking those, breaking all that stuff down, right? Yes. 
but it's a struggle to break it down. Yes. And, um, and it's so exhausting for them. And it's so, yes. you know, I watch them and I think it would be absolutely torture in so many ways to be a kid right now. Yes, because they they uh, they know what's happening. And as you say, they're emotionally a lot more connected than we ever were. And so they understand, they clearly understand how they're feeling and uh, what they're, who they, you know, feel connected with or drawn to, who they want to have relationships with or, uh, you know, be connected to. Um, mm-hmm. and, and yet society is saying, mm, that's not okay. No, 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 you can't, you can't, you know, that's not okay to identify that way or, you know, to have that identify with that label, whether it's, you know, gay, lesbian, whatever, you know, whatever, whatever that label is. Right. Right. And, you know, I, I, I'm here in Puerto Vallarta. It's, I, it's often been called one of the gay capitals of the world right um which is very true and the thing that i find so amazing here is it's so inclusive i have never ever heard you know a waiter in a bar or you know or, or you know a bus driver or you know like just a shop worker or anybody ever be anything other than totally accepting and loving towards anybody, even the guy that's walking down the street in his speedo only, right? <laughs> it doesn't matter. You know, I I, I was actually sitting on the Malacon uh, last night uh, talking with a girlfriend, and this this tall black guy walks by, just wearing this teeny weeny little uh, speedo, and on the back of his speedo it just says 007. and and we just I just I just kind of looked at her and she looked at me and we both smiled and we both said only in Vallarta because what we observed was nobody cared nobody even turned you know he just walked down a busy Malacon and not I didn't see a single person like look his way do a double take stop and point or anything it was just completely and totally normal right love that isn't that a beautiful love world that. Could you imagine if the whole world was like that? Well, and that's what we want. I mean, that's what I, I truly believe that we will get there. It may not be in our lifetime, but I certainly hope it will be in my kid's lifetime. Yes. Um, You know, there are things that I see that I think, okay, that is better than when I was a kid. Yes. So that's, that's good, right? There's like tiny little progress. Um, but there's so much more yes, to do there is, and that, there is. that can be done and that, and you know, and a big piece of, of what I, what I do and what I want to continue doing is educating people because a lot of this, you know, binary thinking is based on fear and yes. just being uneducated. Mm-hmm. So let's do that. Yes. Yes. Let's, let's educate people and let's help parents and support parents to know that it's not strange. It's not weird. It's not unusual. It's just a new evolution of our children and we need to learn from them and actually accept them. Right. Oh my goodness. Yes. And the minute that 
that has been a huge thing. Um, because again, I know that many of us were taught that, you know, we're the parent, we're in charge, we're the adult and we know everything. Our kids don't know anything, right? Actually not true Mm -hmm. because our kids see things in a way that we cannot see it. Their perspective is so cool. Now Mm -hmm. you may not agree with it. It may be totally off base, but it's quite amazing to listen to and to, and when you allow them to share that, right. To share how they see the world, their, whatever, whether it's their experience or their knowledge or how they've learned something, you in turn learn something, right? Yes, absolutely. Well, Heather, um, I think I've mentioned to you before that I'm I'm just about to um, launch um, a new movement called the Misfit the Misfits Movement, um, I because it. I know, right? Misfits Movement, and I and that is definitely not a derogatory term, and I sincerely hope that nobody takes it that way, because what I mean by misfits is that they misfit the societal boxes that everybody's trying to put everybody in. And it right. doesn't matter, you know, whether it's, a, I, you don't fit into that box of, you know, sexuality, whether, however you identify, or you don't fit into that box because of a disability, whether it's, you know, dyslexia, autism, you know, whatever it's labeled right right? or a physical disability or um you know what some people would perceive as um uh you know uh, the color of your skin that might make you different right sure Uh, whatever it is i i i feel like we are evolving now into a human race that is being led by our children that are teaching us unconditional love for everyone that teaching yes. us a much better way to be uh, a more um, inclusive way to be. And, um, you know, the only way we can support our children is doing what you're doing, which is to create these groups and podcasts. And as you say, educate, educate parents to look look at their children in a different way and actually uh, welcome, welcome that they're looking at the world in a different way. Cause that's what we need right now. It is. It totally is. I mean, it, I love that you are doing this so much and I love that you, um, that you stopped and explained that because I would not want anybody to misunderstand that. Yes. Um, because that is, it's, it's so fun. I mean, you and I were talking about this, but to be a misfit, I, I am guessing that there are more of us that fit yes. as misfits, right. Yes. Than yes. do fit the, you know, whatever the, the boxes, the yes. boxes are that have been yes. created as right. So this is just another awesome way to educate people on, I mean, this is so far reaching and, and you'll be able to reach so many different areas of, you know, ways that people are, um, put into boxes Yes, to kind of crash down those, crash them down. Yes. (laughs) Well, you know, and, and actually, you know, authentically, 
how many people truly don't want to be in those boxes? They are, they're, they're just trying to conform or trying to fit into right. those boxes so that they fit into society. So, That's so uh, true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and I just a really quick story on that too. And, and um, my, my daughter, Isabel, who is, a, she's 18, she's a freshman in college. She just went through a sorority rush. And um, my girlfriends and I were laughing about this. Now, I did not go to a school that had a Greek system, so I was not in a sorority, but a lot of my girlfriends were. And so they're kind of walking me through this horrific process that my daughter is going through. Wow. And the whole idea of this is, do you fit into a box? Right. Here are six boxes. Which one do you fit in? Mm. It is incredibly archaic. And, wow. and it, I don't know. I mean, it could not do more to like make a most girls feel so badly about themselves because yes. they are not blonde enough or tall enough or thin enough or pop, whatever popular is or yes. wealthy enough or whatever enough. They're 18. Right. Oh, my goodness. And they're going through this re- ridiculous process that all of them want to be part of because humans just want to be part of something, right? That's like a, they want to belong thing. Yes. Mm. So, Oh, Oh. okay. Well, I think it's wonderful, Heather, that, uh, that you are um, changing the world and I'm changing the world and together we're just going to attract a whole bunch of other people that uh, want to do the same thing. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for doing what you do. And thank you for talking about it and being here. Um, So just remind people um, how we can get hold of you. Okay. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me today. This was so much fun. (laughs) Um, And I I am so excited to hear more about misfits as you launch this movement. Um, (laughs) It's going to be awesome. Um, But in order to find me to find uh, you can go to my website, which is chrysalismama.com. And my uh, podcast is Just Breathe, Parenting Your LGBTQ Teen. Um, or you can just Google me and um, it, a lot of Chrysalis Mama Just Breathe stuff pops up. So <laughs> Awesome. That's awesome. And I know, Heather, that we're going to be having lots and lots more conversations and a lot more fun together. Yes. And so I'm really, I'm really glad that we've, um, we've started with, uh, with this interview so that more people can understand um, what we're doing and how we're trying to make the world a much more inclusive place. Yes, absolutely. Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for joining us on this adventure. If you're ready to step into your higher collective purpose in life, head over to www.influencepublishing.com and claim your free two-hour webinar on unlocking your story and discover a family of support and love to help you embrace the collective call to purpose. Please go to iTunes to like, subscribe and review so we can spread this message. You can also find us on YouTube and Facebook. 
please share this episode with someone you think can benefit and have a positive impact on their life. Until the next time, live a life with collective purpose.